This is the Daily Dispatch podcast with your business correspondent, Ted Keenan. Today, Dispatch Live is talking to Lyle Clark, who is the MD of Twizzer, a role he's had since 2019, and Twizzer is in Kamani. And Lyle has also recently been appointed the president of the Border Car Chamber of Business Kamani branch. Lyle, you've got quite a challenging task, have you not? Because business and the Kamani municipality don't seem to be on the same page. Are you managing to rectify those things? It is a challenging task. I don't think it is as challenging as it was in prior years uh, due to the fact that the municipality is willing to engage. So um, our number one objective this year, other than what we have to achieve beyond beyond what's at crisis point, is that we establish a forum or working committee with the municipality and we, we schedule to speak with the speaker later this month. And I think that's critical. Um, it, it's, very, it's critical to draw the lines between um, leader of the opposition and business. And, you know, we're not a political body. Uh, we represent business and the interests of business. And uh, with that priority in mind, our, our number one goal is to work with the municipality and not against it. Um, and uh, they are starting to hear that. So I think we're in a better space than we've ever been to work together. And uh, we, we hope that we can start delivering on some tangibles in that regard through that relationship. You know, if business succeeds, the municipality does a lot better. If the municipality does a lot better, it helps business succeed. Do you have goals in mind? Do you have a top five? Y- yes, certainly. Um, these, these committees are often formed out of crisis, and that's when they've been the most effective. And... Um, the municipality in Queenstown is in a crisis. Uh, they have an unfunded budget. They have a, a massive ESCOM debt um, that we don't see any line of sight as to when it's going to be, be paid down. They have a, an incredibly high salary bill. Um, so they have their challenges. So our top five goals are, are things that we think are crises. I think the first one is securing the le- electrical infrastructure within the town. Um, Many primary cables and, and secondary cables to substations are, are outdated. And uh, a lot of the substations uh, require serious upgrades. Not only upgrades, but they require security. Um, a lot of substations have been subject to, to sabotage, theft. So I think number one goal is to, to ensure that our electric, electrical infrastructure for the town is secure. Um, load sheddings is bad enough. For, for businesses, but when that problem is exacerbated by the inability of the municipality to provide, you know, secure electrical supply when there is electricity, um, for me that's just not good enough. So, uh, in doing that, um, just getting some comfort around the reduction of the ESCOM debt, I think that is a longer term challenge, and there are a lot more factors at play there. Um, but that is something that we do need to chip away at and, and work on. Uh, Long term, it's, it's not Enoch and Kojima's. Um, it's not within in their, their scope. It's in within the Chris Harney District Municipality scope. But at the moment, we, we have an abundance of water. We've been blessed with a lot of rain. But long term, we have to look at water infrastructure uh, and, and what the plans are to secure water infrastructure for generations to come. Uh, the pipeline between Queenstown and Waterdown Dam has several leaks on the pipeline, uh, which in times of crisis 
will prove to be damning and, and unintended. So I think getting some, some comfort as to the long-term plan around water infrastructure is going to be critical. And then there are easy quick wins. Uh, quick wins. You know, our road infrastructure in Queenstown is, is, is diabolical. It's nothing short of shocking. Um, the Fikile Guadana road scandal where they uh, had 19, in excess of 90 million rand commissioned as a tender for a 7 kilometer road or 6.7 kilometer road to be exact. There's a lot more that we could do with that money within town. So um, the the local independent party uh, obtained a court order to, to, to stop all construction on that road. And uh, we, we'd like to see that money being put to better use uh, also within the town while still fixing the Fikile Guadana Road, which is, is an important service route into Isabelini. And then I think the last one is, is getting some, some quick wins on, on basic services, uh, rubbish collection, um, you know, the licensing department in Queenstown's a mess. If you want to do your license or get it done quickly, you actually have to go to border towns like Dordrecht and, and, and Credop. Um, so, you know, things, things that, that the community needs, uh, from a service perspective, uh, from the municipality on a, a daily or at least monthly basis, we'd, we'd like to see some wins there. So, you know, back to what is our number one goal. Our number one goal is to establish a forum or working committee with the municipality um, where we can talk about these things and they can feed back to us as to how they are progressing and, and delivering on their constitutional mandate to, to service our community. And in, in those environments, let business do the rest. You know, when, uh, when there's electricity and there's a secure road infrastructure and and uh, people are able to trade without interruption or unnecessary interruption. Uh, it certainly provides a, a, a space for, for us to flourish. And we have had good examples in the past where us as business working with the municipality or, or local government agencies has, has delivered tangible outcomes. We, we worked hard with the, the Chris Harney Development Agency to upgrade the, the substation at uh, Kumani Industrial Park. That was completed last year, which was a massive win. Uh, that substation is at, at major risk, and we're now busy working with them to ensure that the, the water reservoirs, which would supply the towns, um, did, we put an application for capital to be allocated to, to upgrade that, which is which is exciting as well. So there are examples where we have worked with the municipality uh, or government agency, and together we have we have achieved some good. Um, so it's certainly fertile grounds from which to work with, and I, and I think if if we can approach it without emotion and within the best interest of the community and, and the society at large, um, I, I know that we can we can we can deliver on some tangible outcomes. You you speak like an accountant, which is probably reasonable because you are an accountant. Why don't you give Dispatch Live just a brief rundown of your career and leading to where it is today? Yeah, thank thank you. I'm I'm a proud accountant, a proud academic, proud nerd. Um, I studied at the University of Selimosh, uh finished with honours in, in B accounting, I completed my articles at Deloitte in, in Cape Town. Uh, three wonderful years there. What an amazing, amazing business. Um, they really uh, upskill you to be the best version of yourself. So I owe a lot to Deloitte and, and the opportunities that they offered me. I was fortunate enough to have three months with them in San Francisco, in, in California, before 
returning to, to Deloitte Consulting in Johannesburg, after which I, I spent a brief time and, and then joined our family business. But I'm, I'm really proud of our, my accounting background. Um, accounting teaches you to, to get into the detail, even though you might not have a technical understanding. Uh, it's, it is good to understand it from a, a ones and noughts perspective. Um, and and uh, getting into the details is a is a skill, um, not not easy to come by. So uh, uh, that and, and just excellent people's skills that it teaches you being able to work with a team, um, being able to confront what the issues are and what the result is, being able to assess risk, understand risk, manage risk. Um, so yeah, really grateful for my accounting journey and and how how I have been able to apply to to business. Kamani is quite an isolated town. It's not it's not a major centre and that sort of thing. Has it been able to withstand, from a business perspective, the the ravages of the pandemic? Kamani, interestingly enough, is is a hub into into the old Transcar. Um, it attracts. Uh, this is it might be an outdated step, but at the time, uh, the, the step, and I heard this sort of four to five years ago. That Kumani attracts one and a half to two million unique shoppers a month uh, from surrounding towns. So it's it's a really important business hub for surrounding town, towns like Dordrecht, Indrikala, uh, Martino, Tarkestat, uh, Cathcart, um, and and obviously it's on the N6, so it gets a lot of thoroughfare. Um, you get all the traffic from Cape Town going to the Transcar through Kumani, as well as all the traffic from Joburg. Uh, into the Transcar from Komani. So, and then there's the East London Bloemfontein route. So, Komani, there's a lot of activity. Um, it is, it is a place where, uh, a lot of entrepreneurial businesses have done well. And, and corporates are limited to, you know, your retail outlets, um, service stations and, and the like. Uh, really good community, people who want to see the town do well, who love the town. Uh, it is a beautiful town on a good day. It's surrounded by uh, stunning mountains, uh, and it's it's big enough and it's not too small, you know. Um, so it's a, it's a town that certainly surprises you, although a lot of people only experience driving straight through the middle of town. Um, but business business has had its challenges with with the municipality, and we've had our moments where we've we've had to question whether we want to continue. Um, to invest within the town, but between our quickly dairy and closer businesses, we've committed between 150 to 200 million rand in, in expenditure in the last two to three years to the town. So we certainly intend on, on investing in the town and, and you know, the businesses provide a really, they play a significant role in the community. You know, they, they, we've employed families in the community for generations or two decades. And, uh, you know, those people have kids, they go to the local schools, they go to the local doctors, you know, they get their, they buy cars, they get their tires changed, they fill up the, you know, the economy mm-hmm. kind of works. So the, the businesses within, within Komani play a significant role within, within the town. And you, you'd be surprised, you know, you've got Just Milk and, um, number two piggeries, which are also based out of, out of Komani and, I mean, two piggeries is the, is the biggest, uh, it was one of the biggest pig farm in the Southern Hemisphere. But Tudor Snacks, which is a phenomenal business, which is in Kumani Industrial Park as well. Uh, you've got Ducatoli Bricks, you've got Dorpa Wind Farms, which is not too far away in, in Maltino. So there's certainly enough business activity around, and 
a lot of people with, with vested interests within the town, and, and that's what makes our job so important. Um, we, we have to deliver. From our perspective, it's just too big to fail. So we, we've got to make it work, and, and we yeah, we're committed, and that's what we're going to do. Are you attracting new businesses? When I say you, is the town attracting new businesses? So they, when I say they, I talk about the Chris Marty Development Agency. They just had a, a small business development in Darby where they committed 1.9 billion uh, in, in infrastructure to invest in, into the town. Um, obviously, delivery on that remains to be remains to be seen, but it seems to be uh, it was a, a development summit that was held a month ago. Uh, it seems to have attracted the attention of a lot of local ministers and, and the like. Um, so it remains to be seen whether you know those will attract new businesses. But there, there's ongoing construction within the town. The retail space still seems to be a space which they haven't developed completely. So there's a lot of opportunity there as well. Um, you know, if if people come from surrounding towns to work in Queenstown, so that that drives a lot of need from a housing perspective. Really difficult to buy a house in Queenstown. Um, not a lot of houses on the market. Um, rental prices are actually quite high. Um, so I, I think you know it, it, there's a lot of opportunity within Queenstown as a small to medium enterprise. And uh, just again, that's what makes it so important for us to get our basic infrastructure right. Because you know, if if you fail to have it right, anyone who's erring on whether they should invest in Queenstown or not will be deterred, and business will be driven elsewhere. Um, so there's certainly a lot of positivity and and a, l- a lot of work going on behind the scenes with regards to attracting business to Queenstown, um, but. You know, it comes down to brass tacks as to whether they can commit or not. Is there any um, likelihood that tourism will be increasing in Queenstown? A number of the smaller towns in the old border area are doing quite a lot as far as upping their uh, appeal for tourists, Bedford being one. Are there any tourist plans, any tourist developments going on in Queenstown, or Kamani as we should call it? I would I would like to see it. To be honest, we've we've got we've got stunning surrounds. We've got beautiful farms which surround Queenstown. We've got beautiful mountains. Um, it should be a hub for um, what do they call it? Sports tourism or adventure tourism. Uh, and I, I don't think it's it's something that neither us as the chamber or the local municipality has applied their minds to. Um, so I do see big opportunity there. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's something that we've seen a clear strategy around. Uh, so I think it will be quite important to, uh, to, to, to be able to develop propositions for, for people who'd like to visit Queenstown as to what they can do in the area. The aspect of game farming combined with normal farming has a spin-off, and that is hunting. Apparently, Americans love coming to South Africa to hunt. Are there any farms that you know of out there that are taking this opportunity and making it work? There are plenty of farms in the surrounding uh, Craddock and um, and and Tarkisat areas. Obviously, um, we were all you know ex farmers. We we believe in hunting. It's a responsible wildlife uh, management. It's not a tactic. It's just what you got to do to to manage wildlife. And 
there's several farms that you know Queenstown, the airstrip in Queenstown, um, in, in Komani, the airstrip in, in Komani is, is 1.2 to 1.6 k's long. It's enough to land a jet there, and you often get these planes flying in, bringing hunters from overseas. So the local hunting, the local hunting um, industry has done really well, uh, especially since the relaxing of the COVID restrictions. So. Uh, which is which has been really exciting. So continues to see a lot of opportunity there, and, and funny enough, the the Kumani airstrip um, is one of the few few airstrips between uh, Cape Town and Durban that has Jet A1 fuel. So we've actually created a little business. Not we, our, our chairman Mark Sod has created a little business there. Um, guys stopping to fill up, which is which has been quite quite good for the local club. And again, certainly you know there again you've you've got a really good airport. Airport, which is in great condition, uh, which makes bringing in these tourists extremely easy, um, and and that's something we've, we've just got to work harder on from a proposition perspective. You know, what is our tourism proposition? Uh, what can we work with? Can we stay in our lane, and uh, you know, not try to be something that we're not, and uh, whatever we decide to be, whatever we decide to do, make sure we do it extremely well. I think that's going to be quite critical. Dispatch live. Listeners and readers would feel cheated if we did not mention your close relation, Ken Clark, your father, as a close, yeah. a close relation. He's moved into politics. He's always wanted to make a difference, and he's always quite bravely taken on the municipality. How are things going with him and his independent party? Uh, my dad will tell you he's a reluctant politician. Um, he, he, got it, he got into it because he had to. Uh, we have a lot invested in in the town, and um, you know, with the amending of the of the electoral act, which provided that, um, Dr. Michael Louis has done an incredible amount of work in this regard, which provided that independent independent candidates could stand for local election, it provided us with an opportunity to to have a voice, and and represent um, communities that were were tired, um, really tired of. Uh, promises not being delivered on, and uh, he's he's certainly um, done an incredible job in in gaining support within the, within the region. So he he only campaigned for six months, and 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 not with. There were a, a couple of individuals who who helped sponsor him, but but other, otherwise it was very much self-funded. Uh, he got five seats on the local council, um, but what we're seeing is that he is gathering steam. And uh, he's getting a lot of support from the local community. And uh, a lot of people saying to him that we're behind you and we know what you stand for. And when there's a crisis, they call King Clock because they know that he's the only one that's, that is going to stand up and, uh, and, and, and really be counted. Uh, case in point, the Western Substation has been uh, a, a bane in the lives of many businesses on the western side of Queenstown. And uh, my father... My father has been significantly involved in, in, in trying to, to restore uh, or working with the local team to, to get this uh, work, uh, substation back into working order. Um, and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, he's, he's invested. And uh, anyone who's met him will, will know that he doesn't back down from a challenge and uh, that he won't stop in, in, until, until he, he can't. So he, he is also intent on working with the municipality and not against the municipality. Um, but where the municipality 
steps out of line, he will um, take on his his responsibility as leader of the opposition to to hold them to account, uh, which we're extremely proud of. Like Locke, thank you very much for talking to Dispatch Live, and good luck with the Kamani branch of the Border Car Chamber of Business. Thank you, Ted. Much appreciated.